Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The College of Agricultural and Life Sciences at UW-Madison has a lot to look forward to in the coming years, according to Dean Glenda Gillespie. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, coming to you after visiting Agriculture Hall on campus. Dean Gillespie has wrapped up her third semester at UW-Madison and gives us a look at her to-do list for 2024. Some of the themes of our conversation center around enrollment numbers, what production agriculture looks like on campus, and some of the improvements coming to research stations over the next few years. First, she reflects on her time in Wisconsin so far. I've learned a lot. I would say it's been, a, you know, a big learning experience, and I've learned a lot about the institution, the rules, how things work. I've learned a lot about faculty, the research that they do. I've learned a lot about the students, what they're interested in, what they want to achieve while they're here. And I've learned a lot from alumni and stakeholders. And that's probably been the biggest, widest array of, of new knowledge, probably in my entire career, um, because we touch so many different parts of the state of Wisconsin. And I should say, I've learned a lot about my new home state. What have you been hearing from students faculty and stakeholders about the issues they bring forth, the concerns they have? So alumni, I'm hearing they want there to be more students, undergraduate students in CALS. And um, this is a trend that's reflected across the nation, that there are fewer students coming to traditional ag majors. Um, and we are working really hard on that. We have lots of, of plans underway, and we're still thinking about how to refine our strategies. That's probably the number one thing I hear. I hear that from farmers and growers and producers as well. Um, so there's really a palpable concern of, you know, where is our next generation of farmers and producers um, and ag business people and people who understand the science behind agriculture and how to make it more sustainable. I, I would say that is the number one thing that I hear about. From faculty, I hear excitement to meet those challenges, and especially I want to mention around sustainability, a real large excitement at, at how we're poised here in the College of Ag and Life Sciences to do really meaningful discovery and to take that discovery all the way through the pipeline to apply it to solve practical and big global problems. I want to say Cal's had a little bit of a success story in the past year with enrollment numbers, but the overall trend has been down? Yeah, I do have numbers. Um, so we've had a jump in enrollment of almost 20% in two years. And this past year especially um, was a really good increase in the number of entering first-year students. Two years ago, there was an increase overall in the university. And um, last year was more of the uh, right size entering class, and we still had increases in that year. So that's a really good, that's a positive. We're excited about that. What do you think turned that around? The first increase was just an overall campus increase, but the increase in this past cycle was, I think, renewed energy and enthusiasm within the college to actively recruit students. So without going into a, you know, a lot of organizational details, I, I feel like 
we've come together as a college and delineated what's important to us. And educating undergraduates is very, very important to us. Now I want to zoom in on the the other point you made about traditional agriculture courses and a concern that maybe production agriculture is no longer a focus either among the college or the students, but other areas might be. Yes, yeah, so, so two things in that question. And the first is this idea that a traditional ag major is only traditional ag. And I, and I don't think that that's the case. I think that almost all of our majors go across the spectrum from traditional production ag to science, to life sciences. And in fact, faculty would even describe themselves. I I don't know a single faculty who says, I'm one or the other. They're they're scientists, they're engineers, they're social scientists who who apply their knowledge to ag in some way. Um, But there's lots and lots of different ways. So when students come to us, they're, you know, they're not coming here to learn um, just traditional agriculture crop, production, dairy, science, they're coming so that they are lifelong learners and can solve the problems they're going to encounter in those careers. Um, so that was one thing. So so the second thing, I, I sort of heard this, I hope I didn't misinterpret it, but, you know, have we turned our back on traditional ag in this college? And that is something that comes up. I, I hear that concern. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't see any evidence that we have. Uh, the have we given that impression that it's more important to think about science than it is, life sciences than it is agriculture? I, you know, we could have a long discussion on that, but I, I want to just state emphatically this college is dedicated to supporting farmers, stakeholders in agriculture, traditional agriculture, to looking for solutions, and then also discovery that will help us in those avenues. And maybe an example of this is UW-Madison supporting the move of the Farm and Industry Shore course to UW-River Falls, but keeping that energy here on campus with the Ag Forward program. The Farm and Industry Short course, the traditional short course, did move to UW-River Falls. People here at UW-Madison worked really hard on that. I myself worked really, really hard on that because it, it was clear to stakeholders um, students, faculty, and leadership that we needed to preserve the far- the traditional farm and industry short course, but that Madison was not the right home for that. UW-River Falls is the right home for that, but we have a design which you referred to, this Ag Forward, and so that's that's the one week where students are invited to come here and see the UW-Madison campus, learn from some of our experts. Um, we call that the UW-Madison experience. And then that is, Ag Forward is also open to industry, um, farmers, to UW-Madison students. And we're really excited about that, that to continue the, the legacy that we started. And I just want to say again, we're really excited about supporting UW-River Falls um, in, in, with their endeavor as well. Ahead of a new year, Dean Gillespie, the UW Board of Regents approved a deal with state lawmakers to free up more funding and infrastructure spending. How does it impact the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences? It's a multi-part agreement, and there's lots of items included. Um, And I'm sure you don't want um, to spend the time to go over all those items. And some of those may impact CALS. I'm happy to have that conversation. And so one item is that UW-Madison will admit the top 5% of graduates from Wisconsin high schools based on their GPA ranking. 
numbers-wise, this might not be a big game-changer, but one aspect that I'm um, particularly interested in is having those students, that top 5%, know ahead of time um, that that they will be accepted to, to, U, to UW-Madison. And whether or not that can help change some perceptions, especially in rural parts of the state, for students who might come from more traditional ag families and have those interests. So it'll be interesting to us to see how that knowledge um, and that possibility shapes um, our enrollment trends. The college benefits in a couple other ways. Um, So the agreement provides funding for critical infrastructure. A lot of that is demolition for cows buildings and many of those are in rural areas at our research stations and that was absolutely critical for us to get in this funding cycle um, because we we have some dilapidated structures that are actually dangerous, so um, we need to take those down. And in general, increasing facilities and infrastructure at our research stations is a priority for the college. Are those going to be replaced then? Are they going to be rebuilt? The demolitions are step one in getting some new infrastructure at these farms. These farms are really our top priority, especially during the next fiscal year. And um, we want to think broadly, both through the federal landscape, the state landscape, uh, donor dollars. I know that there, I know there are folks in Wisconsin that that recognize that those stations are an important link um, and provide useful information. And so. That is our priority as a college, is to really enrich those stations. It's it's not going to be easy. I, I just want to be totally realistic about this. It's expensive to build structures um, because we build structures that, you know, we hope they last 100 years. And um, so construction costs are high. We need help from the state. We need help from federal governments. But we also need help from just the people of Wisconsin in general. So those are some of the the two bright spots then to look forward to um, in the coming years, funding and then possible boost of enrollment, especially from rural areas. As you reflect uh, so far on your time here at UW-Madison, what other bright spots are you proud of? I'm super proud of the Dairy Innovation Hub, which is a a very interesting experiment, if you will. Um, So that starts with stakeholders encouraging the state government to create funds to do something a little bit different than normal academic enterprise. And I'm very proud of the partnership with UW-River Falls and UW-Platteville, where we play to each of our campuses' unique strengths. I'm so impressed by the research that's coming out of the Dairy Innovation Hub. Parts of it are, I mean, you know, they're going to revolutionize how we're able to take new discovery knowledge into applications with regards to dairy. Um, So that is a super bright spot. Another one is our new Center for Dairy Research Facility in Babcock Hall, which is amazing. It's super unique. There's nothing else like it in North America, um, which serves, directly serves the dairy industry. Um, And and also I want to mention that we have lots of federal funds to support that, um, small grants programs to different producers, and I just think that's a fantastic thing for the dairy state and for UW-Madison. The last thing I would mention is the Rural Partnerships Institute. This is very exciting because it gives us um, about a little under $15 million of federal funds to really impact rural communities in the state. And um, I'll, I'll mention three different parts of that. One part is WiscoNet. It's a series of weather stations. There's a lot of excitement. I think we've got about 20 to 30 up, and the goal is to have closer to 100. 
throughout the state to allow us to do better weather predictions. Um, and that could be a game changer for our farmers and other stakeholders in the state. Two other pieces. One is an economics project, collaboration with Extension and CALS called the Rural Livability Project to look at various economic factors that are impacting small towns and communities. And the last is an Indigenous Food Sovereignty Project, um, which is um, it's a collaboration with the Ho-Chunk and the Menominee. And that's a very exciting project where scientists are um, helping tribal nations, farmers, with some scientific elements that nicely integrate into cultural elements. And so that's another project we're proud of. I want to focus on the two programs that are Cal-specific, one being the Rural Livability Project, the other the Indigenous Foods Project. When do those start? Yeah, I think we got dollars from the federal government last January, and our um, Wisco Net got going. They, they were poised and ready to go, and so they're at the furthest along. Um, I believe Rural Livability and in the Indigenous Foods Project started really closer to May or June, and I know right now... Um, they're still um, hiring personnel to round out those projects. The Indigenous Foods Project, they're up and running, but they're still recruiting personnel. I think we're going to see this spring some really nice impacts um, start to show up. And these are four-year projects. So that's pretty good. We've moved pretty quickly. I'll also mention we are in the midst of another round of funding. So we're hoping to have between two and four new projects and I, and I do want to just you know talk about how we're conceiving of these projects they are um, they're research based but they have to have contacts with communities and rural communities we're following the federal guidelines on what constitutes a rural community so it's not just work going on in Madison it's work that's being translated out that will have direct impact we have a conference a shared conference with University of Vermont and Auburn University this summer where we will start to talk about those impacts on the uh, communities in those three states. Those other two states also have a roughly $15 million award in the same area. Some exciting work coming down the pipeline, which kind of leads me into why don't you leave us with what else? What else do you have planned? If we Even if we just take a look at 2024, what's on your to-do list? So one of the things that I think we're super well poised to do is to make our mark on the broad area sustainability, um, a little bit more specifically regenerative agriculture. And this is a really big area. Um, UW-Madison, especially faculty within CALS, but faculty across the different colleges as well, um, are, are known for their applied work, for their ability to solve problems. And so one of the things I'm excited about is bringing investigators together um, to promote big team approaches. And we have some beginning successes there. But but I can't talk about those federal awards quite yet. They're not, the ink isn't dry on those contracts. But where I see us going in the next year with this big team science approach is being able to really tackle these problems. Another thing I want to mention is I've been very impressed with Wisconsin farmers. They, um, I, I think they're just qualifiably different. They think about the land, they think about the environment, and they think about productive ways to both 
uh, better what they're doing um, and their economic livelihood, but then also how do we make agriculture and farming sustainable? How do we make ag part of the solution, not part of the so-called problem? And I think working together with farmers, um, we're really going to get a handle on some of these things. Hey, how do you define sustainability? Because that's a big word. It is a big word. Um, So for me, I'm thinking within the ag and life sciences realm. Um, So we certainly have sustainability initiatives on this campus that impact students and those of us who work here, um, generating less waste, um, taking food waste from cafeterias and putting it in a compost, which we do at our um, West Madison Agricultural Research Station, which helps Um, reduce the amount of resources this campus uses. Then I think there's a different level of sustainability, which is really how are we going to get carbon back in the soil? How are we going to reduce methane emissions? Um, How are we going to also, a part of sustainability is the, uh, the economic part, how is a small farmer going to get out of the go big or go broke um, sort of farming mantra that that has been the predominant theme in this country, and I will I will credit the Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack for that, um, who's talked about you know we have to do things differently. How do we do climate smart ag? It involves a lot. Um, it involves policy. It involves government. It involves discovery. Cows is the the discovery part of that keeping Wisconsin agriculture ahead of the curve when it comes to innovation and meeting market demands is how I'd sum up Dean Glenda Gillespie's goal in 2024. She says the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences at UW-Madison has certainly seen a lot of bright spots since she started in the summer of 2022. The college is working to lift enrollment numbers, update research facilities, and continue operating by the Wisconsin idea. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.